the biblical call to give an answer for those who inquire about the faith. We are always prepared to give a reason for the hope that is within us. This is your life. This is who you are. This changes the way you understand yourself as a human being and every other human being. It changes what you mean by justification and adoption and sanctification and glorification. And it changes what you mean by why we do what we do in gospel ministry and in righteous living. Everything is changed when we understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Jablani Mayberg. And I'm Isaac Pinto. We are associate pastors at Central Baptist Church. And welcome to our Theology Alive podcast, where we look to engage theology in the church carried out in the culture using a Christian worldview. So, good morning. I don't know if it's morning, afternoon, or evening where you're listening to us. Welcome to TAP. Here we are again. It's good to be back. Uh, we hope that um, as you're listening to this, uh, you are still delighting in God. Uh, we're trusting that these episodes are just an encouragement to you as a believer uh, to really keep pursuing after God, keep loving Jesus, and um, keep asking yourself the pertinent questions. Um, how does theology, the study of God, apply to my day-to-day life? Mm, amen. And this is a really cool uh, new start. We've just finished... Uh, our series on life of worship. So mm-hmm. if we, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and, and listen to our previous episodes on life of worship at home, at church, uh, at work. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I hope you enjoy that. All right. So, and, and with a, a series closed, it means we start a new one. So uh, this... This episode, almost said this afternoon, because uh, we are recording in the afternoon. But uh, to today, we are we are starting a new topic. Um, in fact, we're starting a new, not just a new series, but uh, a new structure for the podcast. So um, we we're going to be doing two things. We are going to be going through um, the statement of faith that uh, we've tabled um, at our last church meeting, which is the 2017 um, BNA uh, statement of faith. Uh, which which we are going to be going through here on our podcast. If if you aren't sure, what what are we talking about mm-hmm. um, at our at our meeting? Why are we putting this up for discussion? Uh, please keep 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 listening in um, to what what the statement of faith entails uh, entails mm-hmm. uh, contains and entails. It mix this two up, <laughs> um, and also why why is it important for us to hold to a document as such? Yeah, so we, we're going to be going through the statement of faith. Uh, just by the way, there is, um, there's nothing wrong with our current statement of faith, the 1924 uh, statement of faith. Um, but we do want to clarify uh, some of the things, and this uh, statement of faith um, kind of does that in some areas. Um, if we touch a little bit on this on our episode uh, with Lance Lawton, so uh, if you yeah. don't know what we're talking about and where where did the statement came from and came yeah. about, go and listen to that episode. Uh, we covered that in there, and so um, and 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 maybe even just to add there, um, 
Yeah, there's a, there's a pastor whom, um, part of the BNA who on his church website, uh, Crystal Park Baptist Church put up, um, a statement there as to why, um, the elders of his church, uh, uh, have the intention of adopting, uh, the statement on faith. And I thought it was, it's, it's worth mentioning, um, live for us here as well. So this is what he says. It says, this is our motivation for change. I mean, it is desirable to use language in a statement of belief that is as plain as can be. Language changes over time. Small amendments such as the Holy Ghost, now commonly referred to as the Holy Spirit, or the just and unjust, now commonly referred to the righteous and unrighteous, will be helpful for understanding. Our current statement of belief fails to articulate the mission of the church described, uh, sorry, describes the church as autonomous rather than independent or interdependent uh, fails to lay out the doctrine on the person and work of the Holy Spirit, the role and ministry of men and women in the church, or that the scriptures are true in all they are firm and are trustworthy and without error. Translation and Bible ver- Bible versions, the s- sufficiency of scripture, the nature mm-hmm. and role um, difference in the Godhead, uh, God's pre-time plan to save sinners, His sovereign plan over all history, the fact that all things are created to display His glory, male and female are equal image bearers, are also missing. Um, so, so by fail, um, I wouldn't say that the previous statement of faith was ne- was necessary in error. Um, but uh, by fail, I would say it doesn't explain with much detail what we mean, um, as we've seen the uprise even of uh, the sexual revolution where uh, male and female or marriage. Um, when we talk about marriage today, we're not just talking mm-hmm. about marriage as we knew it in the past. It's mm-hmm. It now could literally mean anything. It could be marriage between two men or marriage between a man and a woman. Um, so that's why it is important for us to be clear that when we speak about marriage, you're speaking about a natural man and a natural woman joining um, in the covenant of marriage as God so ordained. Yeah, no, that's, that's really helpful. And, and so we... Here at Central, we have also been now journeying and considering adopting this statement of faith. And so um, we're going to walk through it. So let me maybe uh, read uh, the, the section that we're going to be covering um, today, uh, and that is regarding Scripture. So uh, this is what it says. We believe that the Holy Scriptures consist of the 66 books of the Old and New Testaments in their original writing, that the Spirit of God so influenced the authors that these writings are the Word of God, that because of the divine origin and inspiration of its words, the Scriptures are true in all that they affirm and are trustworthy and without error, big emphasis there, mm-hmm. that these scriptures are the complete and only written revelation of God to people, that every translation that is faithful to the originals and responsibly interpreted clearly reveals those truths necessary for our salvation, godly living, and maturity in Christ, and that scripture alone is our sufficient and final authority in all matters of belief and practice. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start with them one by one. And if, if, if you do want to have a copy 
um, of of this statement statement of faith. You can go into the BNA's website, that is the Baptist Northern Association website, um, and on their website, just uh, click onto resources, um, and under resources, you'll see statement of faith. Um, and after our next church meeting, you'll be able as well to just log onto our website, um, and you'll find. Well, that's if, of course, you accept <laughs> it. Uh, you'll find the statement of faith there as well. Yeah. Also, you can just contact us. This statement did go out to all the members. Yes. Uh, so you should have it in your email. But if you don't have it and you would like a copy, please, um, as Jabu instructed, or we can send you one. Yeah. Yes. Now, so starting off there, um, Isaac, with the um, the first part there, it says um, that the Holy Scriptures consist of the 66 books of the Old and the New Testaments in their original writing. Mm. Now, now we know this in theology as the canon. Um, and there's, there's something that, that uh, we as believers hold to is that the canon is closed. Mm -hmm. now, now, what is the canon? Let me give you a definition. Uh, the canon of Scripture refers to all the books in the Christian Bible and Hebrew Scriptures that together constitute the complete and divinely inspired word of God. Only the books of the canon are considered authoritative in matters of faith and practice. The idea of a closed canon is that the Bible is complete. Mm -hmm. No more books are being added to it. Mm -hmm. God is not appending his word. Amen. Amen. So maybe just as a, a quick breakdown of those 66 books. So we have... In the Old Testament, the 39 books, and those are divided generally on the, ten, the Pentateuch, the five books, uh, the historical um, books, that those are 12. There are the poetics, uh, poetic books, those are five. Major prophets, five. Minor prophets, 12. And those give us the 39 books of the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, we have... Uh, historical books that's the gospels and acts five books um the epistles uh letters or epistles 21 books and then we have uh prophecy uh one book that is the book of revelation so that's generally um how we have uh those 66 uh books um and that complete the canon Right now, now we know we know from from the scriptures in um, Ephesians chapter two and verse twenty. Um, for context, we can start from verse nineteen and says, "So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus Himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole structure, being joined together, grows in a holy temple in the Lord." Uh, so we do know that the the Old Testament was was written by the the prophets and 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 some kings, um, and they, they wrote this book even in the Old Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Uh, we call it the divine word of God because God is the ultimate or the supreme author of the scriptures using these different men uh, to inscribe what he saw a purpose that we have as he has revealed to us. Mm. And and this is, is important that um, we believe that the revelation of God, the scriptures, um, uh, they we we often call this verse, all scripture is God breathed, right? 
Um, but the the scriptures were given to us by God, and I th- I want to say that even though um, often is is this is taken for granted, but in in opposition to, for example, the Catholic uh, teaching that the the Church gave rise to the scriptures mm-hmm. um and know the what comes first the scripture of or the church the scriptures um come first the revelation of god uh come first and and the church uh simply recognized that which was already given yeah. uh, to them the it was not the church that simply came up with this and it was just um you know, out of, out of their heads, and in you, uh, even earlier before we we started uh, recording, you you mentioned the word providence, right? Mm-hmm. And we believe God, in His providence, gave us uh, uh, this word. Sure, um, just a few verses here. Mm. Um, in in Proverbs chapter thirty, verse uh, five uh, to six, it says, "Every word of God is flawless." He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Deuteronomy 4 verse 2 says, Do not add to what I command you and do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the law of the Lord your God that I give you. Now, now, Isaac, what are what are some some dangers? I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but what should you say are some dangers of having an open canon? Well, I think uh, the the primary one would be um, maybe let me not say primary because <laughs> it's a lot of weight. Um, but but I think that throughout the ages, men have um, come up with uh, dreams and mm. writings for self fulfillment, and and so an open canon is is dangerous because. Um, attributing words of man to to god mm. is a big deal sure right um when what god has spoken that is a big deal if sure. we are saying that god has spoken is authoritative it yeah. it guides our lives sure. and then when we attribute that same weight to maybe some thing that someone feels like, mm. um, I mean, cults come about in that way, right? Sure. You, you, that they feel like, oh, this is the new Messiah, new revelation, yeah. all yeah. of yeah. of this thing, and it's and and it's attributing to man's wisdom something sure. that that is um, that is not uh, proper, and so I think that um, God in His providence gave us. Um, the, the scriptures as as they are and and they are sufficient as, sure. as we we are seeing for every um in all matters of of life sure yeah and i mean there, there was a a movement um that really came up where you know in in some of these cults they were just masses of people just saying god spoke to me god spoke to me mm-hmm. um and um and and a, and a lot of them um it was just the the fad of the day 
Um, mm. It mm. was just, I also want to be a part of mm. the people that God spoke to. And people would just arise and say, God spoke to me, equating, um, mm. or, or, or as you've said, leveling their words uh, sure. with, with scripture. Yeah. Um, and and we, we really want, want, mm. want you as a believer to know with much assurance mm. That the book that you have in your hands, that the Bible, mm. um, in 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 its or in the original was inspired by God. Mm. I mean, what you have before you is everything that you need um, for life and for godliness. Yeah. Um, this means that everything that you need to know about God, God has revealed to you through His Scriptures. Um, yeah. So, if we say that the canon has been closed, it means that the Book of Apocrypha. Mm. Is not inspired. No, <laughs> it, it does not mm. fall into the canon. Mm. It means the Bhagavad Gita, the mm. Book of Mormon, the mm. Quran, all these do not fall into um, the category of the inspired books of Scripture, for they were written after the canon had been closed. Yeah, yeah, and and it's important to uh, to note that. Um, uh, for example, with with apocrypha, there are things there that are um, accurate and interesting and historical. There can be uh, some of historical relevance, yeah. but it cannot be equated to the level of the word of God. You know, yeah. And and the question then would be why, um, and that's the second point there. Um, it says that the Spirit of God so influenced the authors that these writings are the Word of God. Uh, yeah, I, th I think that um, one of the reasons, and we we seen this in the scriptures, and I'm sure you you find the text there, or or I'll mention the text uh, later. But um, in in terms of how the the canon, um, let me say, solidified was that the church um, recognized that which was the Word of God. Um, and even in terms of the Old Testament, um, the, the Jewish uh, uh, believe and, and recognize this is the Word of, of God. And so... Um, there are there were texts uh, and there were writings even at that time that didn't make the canon because they recognized um, that this was not the word of God. For example, uh, a common um, writing in the early church was the Didache, mm. which gave very um, practical instructions in terms of baptizing people and yeah. and, and all of that and and contained um, uh, some of the apostles' teachings and all of that, but uh, the church did not recognize that as, as the word of God. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was also circulated the, um, wasn't it the Gospel of Thomas? Mm. Um, there's, there's many other books <laughs> that, were, that were making their rounds um, during the time when um, the church letters uh, by the Apostle Paul and uh, the Gospels were being circulated amongst the churches before um, they were acknowledged as the canon. Uh, many other letters and books were being circulated as well um, that did not make the cut as, as, as mm. we would say today. Uh, but now when you look at the, the Holy Spirit so influenced the authors that these writings 
are the word of God. Um, it, it, it takes us to a, a theological concept that we understand as dual authorship. Uh, that that sure. the Bible was was uh, divinely um, uh, written by God through faithful men, um, and a really good passage is Second um, Peter chapter one, um, and we can start from verse twenty and says, knowing knowing this first of all that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but man spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so indeed, it's, it's, it's the Spirit who illuminated the minds of the Apostle Paul, of David, of Moses, of, of all the writers of scriptures as they inscribed these, these different events and as they revealed God and as they described things that they saw and things that they heard, they were carried uh, mm-hmm. by God the Holy Spirit, ensuring mm-hmm. that everything they write is indeed what God intended for us mm-hmm. to have. I I one of one of my uh, previous pastors used to use this analogy of you know for example when the boss says to the secretary please write um a letter of recognition or something mm-hmm. along those lines to someone you know and and then he goes and at the bottom he will sign and so the letter will have um, will, will come from from the boss and all of that, but it will have the some maybe a bit of the personality of of the <laughs> of the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of the secretary and and you know and it's it's so it's um, God God has uh, spoken and and he he has done so uh, through his spirit and and through man inspired by him but you will see you know in the letters of paul and peter you'll see some of their uh, personality what's going on with them but it doesn't mean that it wasn't um god who Mm -hmm. who wrote it i mean we 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 even see uh there's a point where uh, Peter says that I, I I know that some of Paul's writings are hard <laughs> to understand because <laughs> uh, yeah. Paul was out here breaking down theology. Mm-hmm. Um, but but even even within Scripture, we get uh, we get uh, Scripture being confirmed as Scripture from Scripture. Um, mm. As 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 God was inspiring these men to write, um, the, these were some of the 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 things that He allowed mm. to happen. And and I mean, if you think about it, from from the Old Testament, and I mean, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here, but from the Old Testament to the New, there are what we call seeming. It it looks like a contradiction. Mm. But we know that scripture contains no contradictions. Mm. And, and, and the only reason why you can have letters written so many years apart and still be so synced together, mm. again, the Spirit of God at work. Amen. Um, it's just amazing that throughout so many years, so many authors, so many geographical locations, and yet you will see the common thread of, of, redemption of pointing to Christ mm-hmm. and, and and that's just cannot be coincidence no. it's not it's it's providence is is God designed yeah. uh, and it's it's really amazing so we move to the to the next little part um 
and that because of the divine origin and inspiration of its words, the scriptures are true in all that they affirm and are trustworthy and without error. Uh, underline that, circle it, <laughs> highlight it. <laughs> the, the scriptures are without error. Um, and, and when I think about this without error, what, always my brain goes to John seventeen seventeen, Sanctify them by your truth, mm. for your word is truth. Um, now let's start from the beginning. We understand that God is true. Mm-hmm. We understand that the scriptures are from God, mm-hmm. so therefore the scriptures must be true. Amen. And yeah. the scriptures coming from God, we see this in Second Timothy three, three verse sixteen, and mm-hmm. and uh, Isaac flexed on us last <laughs> week with the Greek, the Theos Neustos, um, three sixteen says all scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now because the word of because the scriptures are written by God, they are true, but not only are they true, but they also contain authority to dictate to mankind what we should and should not do. For these are the instructions from our Creator and as well from our Lord. Mm. Yeah, and it is for me, sometimes it, it, it is frustrating um, to see um, uh, maybe s- some some of some pastors, some theologians mm-hmm. um, caving to to the idea to this idea of no, it's without error. And and we'll, we'll go into the next point in in terms of of translation, but maybe textual variances and and then they're like no see no it's it we can't say that it is without error mm. but they don't realize the implication yes. of what they are saying yes. you know that yes has god failed mm. to communicate mm. to his people mm. um are we has he lied sure and you know as you say god is truth um and so not only we we believe that God is true, but He is also able to preserve His word. Sure. Um, and and so and it's different to to talk about um, maybe a, a, a small variant here and there, but we can see by the uh, big amount of um, of. Um, uh, manuscripts, early yeah, manuscripts. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. that's where it happened. So we can we can clearly see. Um, maybe just to to elaborate a little bit more on this, Jabu. Sorry, I'm I'm talking a lot here. No, um, is that especially the New Testament guys wanted to get the word, the letters of the apostles out everywhere. Yeah. So they were making copies, you know, and then passing it, distributing it to other churches. Yeah. And so we have more than 2,000 copies of of early manuscripts. Which, now by they, the way, yeah, um, w- the, the Bible contains the greatest number mm-hmm. uh, when using the ancient manuscript rule. And this is not even a theological thing. Yeah. It's, a, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a document thing. Mm-hmm. Um, using the ancient manuscript rule, the Bible contains the most copies, meaning there's more copies to compare with to know that this indeed has remained true. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, and, and so 
it's like it's understandable you know a guy maybe it's like really late at night and there's a candle <laughs> there and he's he's copying the letter and then maybe the the word above it you know he's repeating that and and then just you know and and that's but that is not taking out from what the text itself is saying you know and in in, in terms of Uh, w uh, as we mentioned on the on the very first paragraph in their original writing now we we know that we don't have the original writing we have copies many copies of of that but we believe that god has spoken clearly and given to to his people his word um without any error sure and and now even when we look at the the closed canon a, a a a open canon sort of gives us the the impression that that there's something lacking uh, the 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 scriptures are incomplete mm. um there's there's a sense of of we need more mm. and and when we think about even the the uh, progressive movement of mm. today they 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 struggle to say that the bible is without error mm. because a lot of people say that it doesn't speak directly mm. to things like drug abuse or uh, specifically suicide or or and all sorts of these things mm. and 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 some even go as far to say that that uh, it's not just with it's not just with error but it's also irrelevant mm. once 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 we start moving away mm. from from the bible being being absolute truth yeah. absolute authority yeah. um and and allowing man uh, uh to to sort of take the same level as mm. as the scriptures mm. that's where we start moving to uh things like yep. oh, it's without error it is irrelevant mm. uh we need to add to it to mm. give it relevance yep. and and we find ourselves in so much trouble trouble because we then move away from the intended meaning of the author of scriptures because when we talk about context and when we um do hermeneutics mm. uh we try to look for uh what is the writer trying to say yeah when you look at the bible we need to ask ourselves what is the mm. writer god mm. all of scripture trying to say to mankind mm -hmm. and once we add from that we sort of move away from what mm. is the author saying yeah. and now we adding weight to mm. the scriptures that the scriptures don't need yeah. and let me say a big amen to that even as a continuationist <laughs> but oh, i want to say i want to say a big amen we we have the scriptures they are mm. they are uh, the final authority um uh, we we don't need uh extra revelation new revelation uh, uh any of that so uh, moving moving on to to the uh, next paragraph here on on our first section um that every translation that is faithful to the originals and responsibly interpreted clearly reveals those truths necessary for our salvation godly living and maturity in Christ mm. now now we we have to make a statement here and i think i think we should close it here uh, Isaac, and then we'll continue mm. with the last one next week um sorry next time <laughs> <laughs> um but but uh, i think believers please hear hear us out for you to grow in your faith you need to be found in the scriptures 
Man. The scriptures are absolutely essential for your sanctification. Amen. Um, what what we have here is the revelation of God, where God reveals Himself to man, mm. but He also reveals man to man. Mm. We don't know how bad we really are until we turn to the scriptures. Uh, we know that God has revealed himself in two ways. He's revealed himself through creation. We mm. see the beauty of creation and mm. man, its intricate design mm. calls for an intricate designer. Amen. We know who that in- intricate designer is because mm. he's revealed himself to us in the scriptures. Mm. But also when we look at ourselves and we see how complex we are, mm. Again, it calls for a designer. That designer is God. Mm. But then we also then see our flaws, the evil that just roams around, the the the, the depth of depravity that fills oh. the earth. Yeah. We cannot fathom with our own minds mm. how sinful our hearts actually are. Mm. And and God has revealed that for us in the scriptures. Yeah. But praise God, he didn't just stop there. He didn't just point out a problem and then sit back with his arms folded mm-hmm. on his mm-hmm. throne saying, okay, guys, yeah. here's the problem, fix it. No, he provided a solution. And we know from scriptures in the Proto-Evangelion, mm. uh, at Genesis 3.15, <laughs> yep. he had already promised that there is coming a seed who will, who, who will have his heel bruised mm. on Calvary, mm. but he will crush the, the head, head of the serpent. Amen. And, and and that was that was the gospel already produced to mankind when men initially fell in the garden mm. with Adam and Eve. Mm. So we need the scriptures yeah. not just to know that we have fallen, not just mm. to know that God has provided the solution uh, in Christ Jesus, but then the Bible also tells us how we can repent of our sins and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. for eternal life. Amen. Amen. So in that note, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll We'll pick up on next time. We'll maybe talk a little bit more about translations. Yep. Um, and uh, but we we're thankful for God's word uh, yep. that edifies us. Yeah. Um, so let me just pray for us, dear Lord. We want to thank you so much um, uh, for your revealed word, for the written word, and we thank you because you have provided for us. Um, uh, a way to to get to know you better, to live godly lives. Uh, thank you for um, even the faithful men throughout the ages um, that have read and uh, and lived according to the scriptures, Lord. And and so help us even in this year of 2021. Lord, um, to read, meditate, cons- consume, uh, and apply your word in our lives, Lord. Uh, I thank you so much um, for its richness, and mm. and thank you for speaking to us, Lord. Um, we praise you, and we adore you, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, and as as you've listened to this, please go on. As you consider God's inspired word, go on uh, uh, teaching it, go on reproofing, go on correcting, go on being trained in righteous. Mm. Why? So that you can be complete and equipped for every good work.
God bless. God bless. We live in a day where we think that in order to be relevant to our culture, we must be like our culture. We live in a day where we think in order for the gospel to be relevant, we must somehow adapt it to the culture and nothing on the face of the earth or in the bowels of hell could be further from the truth. We are relevant not because we are like our culture, we are relevant because we are absolutely different. And our gospel has power not because it is acceptable to carnal men, our gospel has power because it is a scandal to men. Thank you for joining the Theology Alive podcast. Please subscribe and share. Later. Later. The Mother Church. What? That shouldn't be acceptable. <laughs> what? <laughs> Woohoo!